some lovely background audio noise there, just like crushing cans in your hands. I have cans around my desk and some fell onto the ground and like it wouldn't be hard to lead over and pick them up. But you're not but going to. Not for a very long time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just just so we're on the same page there. God, like when you live fully on your own, there is a level of sloth that could happen. You know, also I'm depressed and stuff, but whatever. Uh yeah, but there's like, that. Yeah. There are some things, I think there's one thing in particular, uh, like kind of a gift, like little plushy thing Mm -hmm. that they gave me as a gift when I first moved in here, and it felt, I didn't really care about it, and it followed the ground, and it's still there. (laughs) And I've been here for a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, you have. Welcome to Brokusatsu, two brothers' exploration of whatever the heck they want to, because we're not covering Tokusatsu today. Did you say expiration? No. I'm not doing another take. Fair enough, fair enough. Sounded like expiration to me, and I guess you'll learn in the edit who was right. Well, you know, I might have a slight speech impediment. Fair enough. Or or maybe I just fucking misspoke. Who gives a fucking shit? Who are you? (laughs) My name's Sam. And I'm, uh, I'm sorry for interrupting uh, your introduction right there. Ha ha! Now I don't have to apologize for completely forgetting that we were recording tonight. Yeah, even when I, like, reminded you multiple times and we have pushed it back multiple times. Hey, hey. It might, like, Harry, Harry, today after work involved, like, changing an exploded tire off of a car. Like, not a flat tire, an exploded tire. Like, shit was happening today. You and your car trouble, what happened? A tire exploded. Okay. Uh, no no larger story, like you weren't, uh, no. you weren't attacked by an awful truck? I mean, it, it was actually, it was actually at Sarah's car, so I don't know the full story, but according to her, she just, like, heard a pop. Yeah. And then she made it home. Well, you know, that's totally understandable, and I totally would have understood if he sent a text like, hey, car trouble, maybe not tonight. But whatever. Uh, (laughs) I I just want to record because, like, if I edit this and get it out tomorrow, then we will have not been late for the first time in, like, fucking a long time. (laughs) Yes, let's let's not do the math of the last time that we were on schedule. Like, if you if you didn't make tonight, I was just going to record myself talking about something tomorrow because I just I'm just going to put out something every week. Hell yeah. And what are we putting out this week, Harry? What is the discussion we are having today? We are talking about uh, some... Well, the main topic is we're talking about some asynchronous games of Twilight Imperium we've gotten involved in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as that peters out, we will then move on to other gaming top- topics we've talked about, and then probably a bit of AI Dungeon. Hell yeah. 
so yeah to get us started like uh we have explained on the past what twilight imperium is like it's it's a board game it's like a a log extended uh board game typically with six participants uh, around a very large dining room table uh games can take between six and 12 hours uh there's yeah um, like the the main takeaway i i think i said was like it's a good game but it lasts way too long but sam what if it lasted way, way longer? Yeah, what if instead of a game lasting 6 to 12 hours, it lasts 6 to 12 weeks? Yeah. Think about that. Think about that. It's it's a lot like, you know, play-by-post games or play-by-mail or play-by-email. There's been lots of variations of this, but a very clever guy has put together a Discord bot and put together a Discord server with, like, a whole lot of stuff that will... Like you can just say the commands you're doing for your turns, uh, like it'll it'll generate a map, post it out. It it's very well put together, even when his eyes are getting a bit too big for his stomach with a specific game we'll get into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the graphic interface, like, you know, we we've been playing this on Discord. And the graphical like user interface is genuinely impressive. Like a single screenshot shows you the entire game board, shows you all the player stats, shows you all like their resources and stuff like uh, this. This material would be covering an entire dining room table and possibly more, possibly some side tables. Uh, and, you know, they managed to just summarize it and capture it all in a single JPEG that generates every time a player makes a move or does an action. Mm-hmm. It It is a incredibly well made system it is mostly seamless except for when the players mess it up and even then it's usually able to be fixed which is very impressive programming wise yeah and like honestly like uh it's not seamless of course it's not seamless dot 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 it's probably more seamless well uh, what i I was going to say is it's probably more seamless than actually playing in person (laughs) like there there's more safeguards and controls and just a smart user AI than if you were actually playing around a dining room table. Yeah, like so many times in Twilight Imperium, you, you're you like, oh, did I remember to pay for that? Did I, do I have too many tokens or too few? In this one, you could just kind of scroll up. Yeah, you can scroll up or the, the game will straight up tell you like, hey, you don't have the resources to do that. Like your reserves are this much, like you're, you know. Uh, you have this many CCs left. It's uh, it's great. It's genuinely great. Uh, it's also like it, it's great. I love it. It's also awful, and I hate it. You know, which is the TI experience. It it's weird because I I'm not sure if I said it last time, but I think one of my main just like revelations about Twilight Imperium is that while it's a game I can have fun playing and that I will play again in the future, I don't think it's like a good one for me or maybe even in general. And the async format doesn't really change that, which is interesting because it, in a way, it's almost good because it lets me look at the whole async part of it more objectively. Yeah, like async certainly has pluses and uh, certainly has some serious minuses for a game like this. Like, I think in our, like, in-person groups at home, we, most of the time, well, it's like there's two groups. Like, there's the... There's the like kind of the D and D group I'm involved in, uh, even though D and D's been canceled like the last. Uh, 
Uh, but yeah, there's like that group with Nate, who's been on the podcast, and uh, and Matt and Marcus and stuff like that. And we, when we get together, we're a bit more loosey goosey. But then there's also the group that sometimes have gotten together that with like uh, yeah, the tabletop simulator, like the uh, yeah, the the computer crew that you know we've been playing with, and it's a very dear different experience playing with them. Yeah, it's like everyone has like strategies and they research stuff mm-hmm. and like it's they have like terminology and they go to tournaments <laughs> by the way are you coming to the tournament in a couple months harry no what <laughs> you, you already asked and i already said no you, well you, you i said, wanted to get your no on the record i believe what you said was would there's a ti tournament two days are you interested, or does that sound like hell? And I just sent back hell, like the single word. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what happens. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to it, and it's going to be hell, and I'm going to love it and hate it simultaneously because it's Twilight Imperium, but that's how you play it. Yeah, it's it's weird because a lot of TI endings seem to be weirdly anticlimactic, <laughs> and. The async format kind of exacerbates that in a way. Yeah, like if if something is anticlimactic, then in async it gets to be anticlimactic for maybe two weeks. Because <laughs> like, yeah, like it, it, it's one thing to sit at a table for three hours and know that you can't win. It's another to participate in a Discord thread for two weeks and know that you can't win. Yeah, because. Because you have to, because it, it's a high engagement, high interactivity game. Like when when someone, you know, plays a strategy card in this game, the entire table is pinged uh, and gives them the ability to follow it and modify the board. When someone plays an action card, the entire board is pinged just in case someone has a sabotage card. Uh, like it's. Yeah, you, it, you, you don't get to escape, even if you kind of want to. <laughs> A person has multiple turns in the same round, and and every turn you have a window to trade with all of your neighbors, or with absolutely everyone, depending on some of the races and effects. Yeah, like, we're we're saying, like, you know, 6 to 12 weeks, and that's for real, and that's assuming, like, maybe, like, an average of two actions a day. Like, from every single person on the board, and, like, some days with considerably more than that. Like, if... I've seen attack actions, like, you know, one person invading a system that have gone on for almost a week. Just because they've they've been logged in at different times, and, you know, there's a lot of dice and a lot of interactivity and a lot of windows that go back and forth. Yeah, I think I saw, like, because uh, once you unlock kind of the, the capital system, the, the central one. Mechatol Rex, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, a voting section at the end of every round where, like, agendas come up and people vote on them. There was one where people were debating it for, I think, about a week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't really, like, from the outside, you can't tell how fast a game is going to go. Like, unless you, like, if you know the people and you all know, like, okay, every single person in this game is going to be free every night between 5 p.m. and 10 p.m., then you can pretty much guarantee that that game will go pretty fast. But, of course, this is the internet. This is real life. You're not going to get that. So like I've there's a game that I've been in, which frankly, I've been dead in uh, for 
about a month and a half, and it's probably going to go another month and a half, just because there's a lot of there's a lot of Euro players, there's like an Aussie player, and then there's US players, and so it's taking forever. It's taking forever, Harry, to get anything done. Oh, fucking time zones, man. Yeah. They're, they're the death of us. Uh, they're dumb. Everyone should just get up at exactly the same time. You hear that? I don't care if it's pitch fucking black out there. That's when your day starts. Circadian rhythms be damned. Screw you. You should have lived on the other side of the planet. I'll roll, I'll roll the dice. I don't see the sun much anyways. <laughs> uh, or what? We're GMT minus eight. We probably like, we probably would be the wake up at like effectively 2 a.m. crew, wouldn't we? Yeah, I, I mean, like, that that's how it is for those mega games that have been featured on the podcast when when they started. It was 2 a.m. and we were very groggy. Good times, good times. Also horrible and frustrating times, but also good times. Yeah, I've been in, like, I think three... Well, there's one game I'm still in that we'll get into later. Uh, But, like, I've been in three, I think, regular games, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, like that just ran to like 10 points and then 10 points and then one that ran to 12 points. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was interesting because, uh, you know, different factions. Mm-hmm. I was, I was Titans, I was Hakan, and I was, uh, Embers of Muat. So I was like a very defensive turdy race and I slowly expanded. I got a really effective wall of turrets, but, uh, I wasn't able to get a any objectives, and the game just kind of ended. Someone else won. And then I was Sakan, and I was building up a lot of money and got a lot of fleet, but then someone won very quickly on a turn, and I didn't accomplish anything. And then I was Embers of Muat, and the most I got done in that game was still mostly being out of it. I did an overcomplicated play where I got someone to attack my own home system and scored a secret objective to do that. Like, it didn't win me the game, but it felt really good. Yeah, I've, I've played in probably about a dozen games uh so far uh most of which have have concluded uh i actually uh i i've been close to winning a couple and i won my first async game at, at least i think i don't think i've won any others like just this week and you know some uh, we talked about anticlimactic finishes this one was not that this one was a fucking barn burner of like, you know, the whole table involved, multiple fleets attacking other fleets. Like it ended on just a clutch invasion where the dice were like the odds were straight up against me. I did calculations at the top of it and, you know, I was only 30 percent favored to win. So that one was pretty fucking epic. It, it's funny. You I how long had you been in the server before I joined? I don't know, probably a couple months. Yeah, even by then, people had gotten a reputation of you, like, dramatically taking out other people's home systems. Yep, 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 yep. Like, I I am... <laughs> this is very real what I'm about to say, Harry. I, I am currently writing up a player's guide slash treatise slash manifesto on how to properly eliminate players in the game. Hmm. Which I will be <laughs> publishing to the community once it is done. Like... <laughs> A, a modest proposal by <laughs> by Sam. Uh, it'll be a f- it. It's a lot of fun to write. It'll be a lot of fun to read. Or maybe it'll be scary to read. Maybe it sounds like I'm a psychopath. I mean, you you do sound like a psychopath sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
But Harry, you will you will read my treatise and you will understand that murdering other players is actually how the game is supposed to be played. I mean, kind of. I can kind of see where you're coming from. <laughs> but also, you you carry grudges between games, which is like something that I don't support. I do that much less now. Well, you're playing online with other people. This is true. Although I probably am building up a crew of people who are carrying grudges against me. Yeah, you're you're establishing a rogues gallery. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to sign up for a game one of these days, and I'm going to look around at the other five players, and they're just all going to simultaneously turn my way, and I'll know that I'm about to have a bad time. Uh, well, let, let's... Like, so we've covered a lot of it. Let, let's cover the last... The, the big game that we're in. Yes, because, game 100. Yeah, so in the server, like, they just numbered games. So, uh, like, uh, I guess it hasn't been running too long because they've just been going up sequentially, game one, game two. Like, when I came in, they were on, like, game 78 or so. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, for game 100, the guy running it wanted to do something dramatic, and he got talked into doing a version of the game that had every faction in it. And for reference, there are 25 factions in the game. A standard game that we talked about before that, you know, takes uh, between 6 and 12 hours to play or 6 and 12 weeks to play has 6 factions. Sometimes so, 8. Like, 6 is kind of the standard, but it's not uncommon to boost it up to 8 or go down to 4. Uh, but yes, this is, like, 6... Uh, the jump between 6 and 25, you know, more than four times. And, you know, there's something about async that I... One of the major, major, major downsides to async that I don't think we talked about. You fucking forget what you're doing. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I haven't had a move in game 100 for like three weeks. When, oh, yeah. When I get pinged and it's it's coming up my turn is coming up i'm gonna have to take a good long hard look at the map and a ask myself what the fuck was i doing and b ask myself what the fuck was everyone else doing when i wasn't paying attention <laughs> because yeah, harry i have not been paying attention i just i just went recently and i looked it up i had done an action for 22 days yeah yeah that i i think that sounds about right and I'm even in a weird case where I'm Emirates of, of Hakan, which are the they're the space cats that you might hear about, and they're good at trading. They're they're big uh, merchants, and their special ability is to trade with anybody anywhere on the board. Which yep. usually in like a six or eight player game is a nice advantage, but with like twenty five people, that means suddenly I'm the center of a trading snafu, and like I've I started, like, making jokes about needing spreadsheets, then I rapidly did need spreadsheets. Then I kind of got tired and gave up, and there's this one other... There's this one other guy mm -hmm. who is doing a very good job at, uh, actually... He, he's basically a bookkeeper for the game. I, I literally offered to pay him, like, on Kofi. Like, I'd give him $3. I was like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> uh that's that's delightful, Harry. And Harry, I, I will say, like, so at this... Alright, at the start of the game, I had two goals coming into it. One of which 
you stymied Harry. Like you, you betrayed me without knowing it. What? What? Okay, motherfucker. Another thing. Before the game, someone was like threatening to table me. Before the game literally started, like I, I don't get threatened to be murdered that much in these games. I've never had it happen before the game fucking started. So what? What is it, Sam? So I wanted you to become the Galactic Central Bank and holder of all promissory notes. No, that was dumb. No, Harry, it was brilliant, and I will tell you why. Because if if you have all the promissory notes, you would be able to give them out to literally anyone in the game when they are needed instantly. Because no. you can only trade on your turn. So if, like, player X on, like, one side of the field needs a promissory note from player Y, and they're not next to each other, they can't get them. But if you had them, if you were holding on to them for everyone, then they could trade with you because it is their turn. What about ceasefires? Uh, like, some cards they would probably hold on to, but stuff like racial promissories? So, you know, some racial like promissories the- are... Like, what about the what about the racial promissory note where it's like, oh, in a space battle, summon a flagship. And you can use that defensively. What about the one for ground combat that you can use defensively? What about there's like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defensive stuff. I'm, defensive stuff they would hold on to. But I like, think that's like half of the racial promise. Like th- there's so many goddamn ex- exceptions. There like, would about- be exceptions, but also, Harry, it would be it would be good for you to take care of the majority and then the exceptions are just the they're just that they're the exceptions. No, there's there's more exceptions than not. What about trade agreements? Like, there would be details to hash out. But Harry, 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 the point is... No! This is why I'm pissed off, because you were bringing this up and, like, seriously pushing it, and it was... I had just barely gotten people to stop wanting to kill me, and, like, this this plan, which doesn't work, Sam. And, uh, like, you, you were, like, threatening to give me more power, which is the thing that, like, people were getting pissed off about. Well, Harry, like, A, it would work, and B, the real reason that I wanted you to do it is because, as Nalu... My hero ability is to take one promissory note from every player on the board, and so if you were holding on to most of those promissory notes, then they would only be holding on to juicy ones when I popped my hero. Fucking, yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I certainly had, I certainly had motives. <laughs> but what it was also fuck, genuine. <laughs> fuck you. I'm going to create a treatise about how Sam should be tabled first thing in every game. I mean, probably, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of players that would agree with you. Yeah, like, also with this game of, so it's a game with 25 players, except now it has 23 players. And because two people have been fully eliminated from the game, which is hard to do under normal circumstances. Sam is responsible for one of those. The first one. I did it the first round. Hell yeah. And which is mean, but maybe a little bit of a mercy. I don't know. <laughs> because he's free, Harry. He's free and will be here for years. Like, literally years, Harry. I mean, one player already dropped out and they got a replacement, but I do worry that, like, what's going to keep happening? Like, yeah. Like, there's... I don't know how this game is going to go. I don't know if it's going to finish. Probably not. Like, you know, uh... yeah, uh, just straight up probably not. 
But wouldn't it be funny if, like, you know, we're turning 50 and we're still playing this game? No. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say this right now and let it be marked in history. Uh... Like for known by all of the all of the person who listens to the podcast still, uh, if I will not play this game, the specific iteration of Twilight Imperium in twenty twenty four. Okay, <laughs> I'll give it twenty twenty three, and then about. All right, you know what? That's fair, Harry. Yeah, that'll be my Christmas gift to myself next year. Like uh, December <laughs> December twenty fourth, December twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. I will fucking leave the server if people still expect me to be active in this. Okay. That is fair. What? So, so that's that. I mean, <laughs> it is, well, no, it's like Twilight Beard, but like, you know, we've been doing other stuff, other gaming stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I have some things to talk about. How about you? Um, Less than you'd think. Uh, so you start. All right. So uh, there's this really great role-playing game, uh, Lancer that Sam was involved in. I, I played with a group a little bit. And yeah, they, they had fun, but I think they decided to move on to other stuff, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's mech combat, like on a tactical grid in a future that's like actually... It, it One of the main things about its setting is that it's actually relatively optimistic. Like, it's not like super nice. Like, there's still lots of gritty parts to it, but it's not like... It's not like a dystopia. It's not Warhammer. <clears throat> like, humanity... It's like 10,000 years in the future and we think humanity is not the bad guys anymore. I mean, individual humans certainly are, but you know, as a whole, we're fine. Yeah, like the central the central like government called Union, uh they've gotten together and uh after admittedly like a couple millennia of being like very fascist, we we won a rebellion against those guys and now we're like spreading pretty good utopian ideals across the galaxy but and like all the writing and stuff is great and the art is really great uh even if you don't get involved in the game like seriously look at the art of the mechs and stuff it's done by this comic artist who does kill six billion demons and he has like a very unique style and he's done like pretty much all the art and it's really great and distinctive but i really like the combat because it's got a really crunchy way of like you you get different levels in different mechs, and then you can kind of piece them together from different parts and different stats. And there's the server, uh, where people, like, it's, you kind of, like, just have a pilot that slowly levels up, and people just have ad hoc games. Like, uh, the main guy running the server runs one pretty much every day, and also people run side games. And you can just build different mechs, and you run them together. It's, there's not really any role-playing. Uh, it's mostly just a group of players against a GM who's running some enemies and some set situations, but it's really fun. Cool. Yeah, like I've I've been involved in a couple things. I, uh, you know, it, it's a uh, I was in a group like fighting some. Sometimes they they have uh, the situations are giant mechs are fighting each other, and you're like kind of like supporting yours by taking out some of the little things at their feet and giving them ammunition. There's been train robberies we've done. We have, uh, I hosted a couple games and, uh, I severely underestimated the strength of the players and my units got like wiped out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I took a bit of a break cause I got, uh, got very embarrassed when I 
was scheduled for a game, but I just totally forgot, and they had to get a substitute. I went in and apologized, but yeah, I should go back in and, and do it because it's really fun. I mean, honestly, like I haven't done a whole lot of role playing recently. You know, there was there was a group that me and Sarah were involved with. Uh, you know, my wife, and it it kind of did that whole slow fade die thing where you know we went from having a weekly game to a twice a month game to a we haven't played this in like a month and a half game and what about other what about other tabletop stuff you're you're going to a tournament tomorrow yeah 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 i'm uh playing in an age of sigmar tournament tomorrow it's going to be fun and i'm going to get utterly destroyed because i am not good at the game yet i'm not saying that i'm not capable of becoming good at the game uh, over time with knowledge and pla- uh, practice and training i'm just saying that i haven't done that yet and so i'm going to be destroyed no you're you're genuinely very good at uh at miniature tabletop games like you, you were globally ranked in war machine weren't you i was was and uh also briefly in malifaux as well uh and you know there's some there's some local like uh one of the best uh, age of sigmar players uh, matt beasley uh, he he's a local who I know and have played against and have beaten and have been beaten by. I've been beaten by more than I've beaten him. Uh, is he taking you under his wing or are you like rifles? Are you going to try to dethrone him or is he like, are you going to the oh, I mean, like, together? Uh, I haven't talked to the guy in like a year uh, uh, since, since COVID, actually. Um, you know, I haven't uh, talked to him since like COVID killed all in-game or... Uh, uh, all in-person gaming events for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but it's coming back and I'm looking forward to seeing him at some point and yeah, probably I got my getting booster. destroyed. By I got my booster like a week ago. So, you know, I, I can go out and, you know, talk awkwardly to people and then rush back home. Yay. I, I need to wait. Like, so, you know, me and, me and Sarah, we had COVID. <laughs> like we had COVID at the start of September. And I think you need to wait three months after that before you get your booster. Well, also so, like getting COVID is a bit of a it's booster. It's kind of itself. like getting a booster. The bad way to do it. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I need to do that. I also need to get my flu shot at some point. Yeah, But that's just a good thing to do. Uh, I got the flu shot at the same time, actually. Again, both of the same arm, which might have been a mistake. But I'm all better now. Yep, 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 yep. All right, well, this conversation has run out of steam, so... (laughs) Sorry, so... I mean, I've also been playing, like, some Kill Team, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, tabletop stuff. Talk about that! Well, uh, we've had multiple tournaments locally. It's been... It's been a ton of fun. You know, Kill Team is uh, 40k, but scaled down to just like 5 to 10 guys on each side. And uh, and it's a ton of fun. Like, it's it's fast, it's brutal. You could actually, like, get multiple games in in a day and still feel like our tournament. It started at 10, it ended at 4, Harry. Like, we, we could go out for dinner afterwards. We could, like, go to a movie afterwards. We still had time to do shit afterwards, after a full tournament. My god. Yeah. So that was great. Uh, we're trying some other miniature stuff uh, before we definitively land on a tournament game. It's probably going to be Age of Sigmar. Uh, just because you can't really beat GW for for saturation. Yeah, like it. it's a weird thing in tabletop games where you, you can have the games you like more, but there's the games that are more popular that you kind of got to go for. I know. I know. I know. Is what it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And aside from that, just doing a lot of computer gaming. Probably yeah. more than I should. 
Especially because it's nano and I'm supposed to be riding. No such thing. Video games forever. All video games. Yay. Uh, good times. Speaking of video games, uh, let's play AI Dungeon. Yay! Alright. Uh, I'll just pull up a thing and screen share. Alright. So... Yeah, that's easier than whatever the hell we were trying to do before. Yeah. So, any screen sharing? You're not screen sharing yet, right? Nope, not yet. Okay. Should I clap so you can cut this, or should we have like a couple minutes of awkward filler talk? No, I'll just. Yeah, I. As much as I enjoy doing a dungeon, it's always a nightmare to do. To All share. right, so I I got the website up. Can you see it? Yes. All right. So, so what's one we haven't a... done before? What? What's a setting we haven't done before? Uh, we haven't done, like, we've done, we tried to do a tokusatsu type thing. I think we failed, but the, whatever, <laughs> we tried it. Yeah. We've done Lone Wolf. We did the story of Lone Wolf and Ad Cub, Ad Cub. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's do some, uh, we, talk, we talked about Twilight Appear, but let's do something spacey. Hell yeah. I'm I'm looking in worlds. I'm just putting it in space. Uh, Star Wars, Station 19, Stargate SG-1, The Cairnlands, Star Wars, The Old Republic, C-1401-I Space Region. Uh, oh, there's Furry tags. Furry spanning thousands of years. Okay, yeah. Let's not do the one tagged NSF- NSFW and Furry. Oh, Jesus, like, yeah. Let's let's not do that. Okay, okay. So these are, look Dune? Me. How about Dune? Wait, Among Us? There's an Among <gasps> Us. My God. What's Among Us? We gotta try, Harry. We gotta try Among Us. Uh, oh wait, Multiple. it's it's best when playing multiplayer. Mm. Yeah. In spite of all since I've done Dune. I mean, it says best, but if it goes fucking poorly, like, what's that matter? Yeah. <laughs> if it goes bad, then it's just an AI dungeon. Yeah. Uh, start in third person? Oh. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. I'll do that. So, quick start or create character? Create character. I want to bespoke this up. Okay, what is our character's name, Harry? Uh. Like, clearly gender is other. Clearly class is green. But you have to pick the name. Oh, wait. Hold on. They they have whoever wrote this assigns personality to di- different colors, so... Greed is very smart with detective skills and likes to ask questions. Maha! Right. That sounds like us. We are smart and we like to ask questions. And not listen to the answers. Vento is the name. Vento. It, it has trouble sometimes with multiple names, Harry, so might want to just stick with one. Right, Vento. Vento. Or Vento. Vento. The Green, who likes to ask questions. Uh, do we want to be imposter or crewmate? Uh, clearly we want to be crewmate. Alright. We are trying to find the imposter, Harry. We are trying to find who is sus among us. You haven't played Among Us very much, have you? No, I have not. Alright. A space station that is broken down for repairs. There are eight crewmates that must complete tasks to fix the station and go home. Nobody has a name. Each person is known by color. Nobody can remember their real name. One crewmate is an alien intent Wait, to kill Why did everyone. we have to pick a name if no one can remember their real name? 
Uh, the crewmates must either fix the space station or kill the imposter. The imposter must kill everyone without being found. Vento is the green crewmate. Vento is a woman among us. She knows nothing about her true name, but knows she is an alien. Vento's aim is to kill the other crewmates and the imposter and not fix anything. She is oh, the most great. likely to go crazy and kill. So we're not the imposter, but we are still a murderous alien. <laughs> also, so we're we're not the imposter trying to kill everyone. We're a crew member trying to kill everyone. We're the good guy. And Dakota is the red crewmate. She knows that her name is Dakota. Well, that's sus. That is fucking sus. So. I'm worried because we're the green crewmate. There's a red crewmate, and there's nobody else. So it might be easy to guess who the imposter is. Okay, so Dakota, I'm sorry, but you need to go out the airlock. So what we're doing, Vento leads Dakota to an airlock and shoves her inside and presses the button. Vento leads Dakota to an airlock and shoves her inside. Dakota is confused and scared. (laughs) Vento closes the hatch and tells Dakota that it will seal in five seconds. What does Vento do? Vento ignores the pleads for mercy. Vento has a cold heart. Vento ignores the pleas for mercy with her cold alien heart. The airlock seals and Dakota's alone. The door opens and the airlock door opens. Wait, what? They both did simultaneously? What does Vento do? Well, clearly Vento gets sucked into space. (laughs) Dakota breathes and waits for the space station to be fixed. The space station is fixed. The door opens and Vento is sucked back inside. I'm not sure that's how suction works. I'm I'm pretty sure that's... You well, don't get you know, sucked the air- inside a place with atmosphere. Well, the, the air was in the station, but got sucked out. So then there was air in space, but no air in the station. Oh, so yeah, they, yeah. They Big just needed move. to open Big the brain. door to, to re, re-pressurize. Yep, the pressure differential was all, like, on the outside there. Fento's going to apologize to Dakota sincerely. <laughs> Fento apologizes to Dakota sincerely. Dakota smiles. The door closes and the door opens. Fento pushes Dakota in and the door closes. <laughs> Dakota floats in space. My god. <laughs> I mean, uh, there, there's really not much going on here. It's just like... <laughs> it's uh, just... How about Vento goes into another room and looks for the other crewmates? Vento goes into reactor and finds another crewmate. Dakota floats in space and waits for her friends to find her. The door opens and Vento is pushed inside. Wait, it really wants us to play around with Dakota. Like, I I think it's mandating that we interact with Dakota here. Alright, here's a problem with AI Dungeon, is that if it doesn't have too much to work with, it can kind of get stuck in a loop. I think we're in a bit of a loop. Yeah, yeah. Also, this is clearly a fan-made AI Dungeon, and so I, I doubt they filled as much in there as, you know... I mean, it's designed for multiplayer. We saw this. Like, we, we made a mistake on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, maybe we go back, try another? Uh, let's do one of the, like, non-community ones. Like, uh, what's a sci-fi tag for, like, one of the official ones? I mean, I don't think any of these are, like, made by the franchise owner. Well, let's get one that's made by the franchise owner. I, I don't think that... Like... You searched for space. You specifically searched for space. So, okay, so some something from the front page. Um, yes, something from the front page. There's just one called Kringle. It's apparently about Santa. Uh, Planet Omega. All right, Planet Omega. Planet Omega is a lush, verdant planet inhabited by many different sentient species. 
Omega has been a peaceful world until the arrival of the Seekers. The Seekers have been traveling from world to world, converting entire civilizations to their cause of tyranny. Once a planet has been conquered, the Seekers and the robotic army strip the planet bare of its resources, including the lives of the inhabitants. Oh, damn. The only hope for planet Omega is the resistance. Jesus. This also says best when playing in multiplayer. What the fuck? Uh, I think what that means is that uh, when you're playing in multiplayer, it is best to use the third person option. But, uh, I mean... Quick, well, start okay. or cre- quick start or create character? Quick start. Right, can you read? The Resistance has learned of a plot by Seekers to destroy the Hive. They will enact this plan at the upcoming celebration of the defeat of the Seeker Empire's first conquest of Omega over a decade ago. Uh, Kara is a female human on the planet Omega who's joined the Resistance. Her parents had died when she was young, so she was raised by her uncle Thomas. Kara has always been a bit defiant, but was always a good girl in her uncle's eyes. She had always wanted to join the Resistance, but her uncle had told her not to grow up too fast. Kara has always been curious about the universe, and her brother and young uncle had taken her on many space adventures. She was well-trained in combat and stealth, and had always been eager to fight for what she believed in. Well, we know that there's a plot going on at a festival, right? Yes. So Kara straps a gun over her shoulder and uh, heads out to the festival uh, to meet with uh, one of the Resistance recruiters. Uh, Kara walks up to the recruiter and asks if she can enlist in the Resistance. The recruiter asks her what her name is, and if she, and she tells him it is Kara Thrall. Uh, if I press this, we'll just keep going. The recruiter tells her she will have to pass a background check, and she agrees to that. The recruiter also tells her to meet him in two days at the Festival of the Defeated on Planet Omega. By the way, that's an awful name for a festival. Like, you know, that that yeah, they, they could just strip out on Planet Omega. The Festival of the Defeated is pretty great. Then again, it's also an awful title in that, like, it's... The Seekers were defeated, so it's not a festival of the defeated. It's a festival of the victorious, right? I I think they're kind of shoving it in people's faces. Also, I I don't think On Planet Omega is part of the name of the festival. It's just, it is On Planet Omega. Are we not On Planet Omega? Like, Kara is a female human on the planet Omega who has joined the Resistance. Yeah, but there might be festivals of the defeated on other planets. Like, they've done this to lots of different planets. They The Seekers, like, recruit everyone, then strip the planets of everything they have there. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. It's just like... Uh, little... Mm, little wordy. Little wordy. They can make a punch here. That's, that's my point. So, what does Kara do? Kara points out to the recruiter. Yeah, uh, Kara says to the recruiter... Isn't that kind of a shit name for a festival? My mic is direct. My mic is directly in front of my keyboard, so it's hard to type. The recruiter tells her that in the years after the first secret attack, there was a lot of fear in the populace. A lot of people went into hiding. A lot of people with bad histories went into hiding. I'm gonna click to keep going because that doesn't answer the question. The last time the festival of the defeated had taken place, a lot of people had gone into hiding at the last minute, and the police had killed them all. What? The police, not the Seekers? You know, fuck the police and all that. Yeah, fuck the police. Look, Wait, are are the police Seekers? Wait, are the Seekers police? 
Sam, do you, do you really think that if aliens conquered the Earth, the police would flip sides in a second? God, they probably would. Ugh, that's dark, Harry. That's dark even for us. The, the thin blue shift line. So, what does Kara say? Kara says, fuck the police. Oh, oh no. <laughs> We're in safe boat, so we can't say that. I disagree with the police strongly. The recruiter tells Kara that she needs to be prepared for the worst at the festival, and he gives her a communicator that so that she can call in case as she needs help. Just moving this along. Then at the <laughs> festival, the worst does happen, and Kara is caught in a cool firefight. <laughs> Take that, AI Dungeon. It's just it's just lots of organization and like, you know, hey, here's the number to put me at. This is the history behind the thing. Right. Oh no. She takes out two Seekers before they can kill her, but the Seekers have already killed two civilians, and the police have killed a third? Holy crap, the police are on the Seekers' side. Why do you have police? Like, they clearly work for the Seekers. Kara shouts ACAB as she fires her pulse carbide at the Seekers. Kara makes a call to the recruiter, and he tells her that the Seekers are definitely going to kill her. She's in the middle of a firefight, so yeah, let's retry that. The Seekers do not respond to her, and she realizes that the Seekers are not human. She reloads her carbine and fires a blast of electricity at one of the Seekers. It is successful, and the Seeker dies before it hits the ground. Unfortunately, the other Seeker gets to his feet and fires a blast of plasma at Kara. Mm, How does Kara get out of this, Sam? Uh, go to story. Uh, thankfully, in this specific circumstance, a police officer had shoved her brutally to the ground and was pinning her with a knee and took the full blast of plasma. Now, to be clear, like, we're, you know, we're on record being pretty ACAB on this podcast. We put none of that into this story. This website must must attract a very ACAB audience. The officer is knocked out cold, and he burns to death. The Seeker fires its possible weapon again, and the officer burns to death. He burns to death twice. Damn. Kara realizes that the Seekers are not human. She realized this a couple times before. They're already from space. Anyway, she's out of her element. She heads to the nearest police building and looks for a way to fight back. Against the Seekers or the police, or both? And it feels like the Seekers and Kara are both against the police. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Alright, let, let's close this down. Uh, yeah, what what does Kara do? Kara helped institute a series of de-escalation reforms in Civilian Oversight Committee. Kara looks at the crime scene photographs that she downloaded from the police computer in the files, say that a man named Thomas Arby... You know, I don't think it's working very well. We can probably shut this one down, Harry. A man named Thomas Arby killed all the Seekers, and there was peace on Omega. Please log in or create a free account to continue playing. Oh, it would have it kicked us out. Okay. <laughs> well, I say we close it down, Harry. That was fun. That was a wet fart of an AI dungeon, but a fun podcast. Hey. Yeah. All right. So next episode, we're going to go back to GoBusters with the couple Yay. of fucking shitty episodes I've warned you about. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll just, we'll breeze through them and maybe do some side game. Who the fuck knows? I, actually, it, 
I think they're the type of terrible that there will be more to talk about. So we may have something to do there. Okay. Uh, but until, but uh, like one thing that we'll definitely have to do is. We're going to keep dancing. We're going to be dancing all the way until then. Yeah. One week. A fucking podcast every week. Even if it's shitty and like a couple minutes long and just me yelling into a microphone. Uh, good times.